What's up, weirdos, and thanks for listening to another episode of the Chris Weir Audio Experience. On today's episode, Scott and I are talking all things marketing. We're talking about a lot of things that you can do for your business, things that have worked, things that haven't worked. Uh, But more importantly, we're looking at it from the lens of a practitioner, not from the lens of an agency, which obviously is a very, very big difference. As practitioners, we have to make our marketing work regardless. So we're kind of looking at things just a little bit different than maybe an agency might be looking at it. So that is the episode today. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Please like and share and let everybody you know, um, let them know about the Chris Weir audio experience. Thanks, guys. I like this setup. This is a good setup. You did good. I especially like the setup. setup. (laughs) I like this a lot better. Right, left. All right. We are definitely, I really, so we can have up to two guests. Awesome. Right. Well, you kind of need chairs for them, though. I got chairs. For I got chairs. I okay, got cool. They're just one sitting okay, there and cool. one somewhere else. Um, cameras for every seat. We've got the overhead cam. This is where you got suspended this. the lighting. Dude, when I, when I walked in, so I was impressed. <laughs> I was impressed. Yeah. I was impressed. The evolution. Well, you know, when, when, my, the... when we first started um, this whole thing, I was talking to you about getting multiple cameras. I wanted to get multiple right. cameras. I wanted to get the lighting set up better. I wanted to take. I was talking about all these different things that I wanted, and we just weren't there yet. You know, oh, when exactly. we first got started, exactly. and we had that conversation. If you remember, it was about you know getting your ducks in a row, getting your ducks in a circle, and just create movement and just start going. You don't have to have everything in line right. to get started. Right. Um, so that was, I mean, it's kind of, it's coming to fruition, you know, it's, it's practicing, uh, what we preach and, and I don't know, I think that's, that's, that is cool, but you can also see that, Hey, every time you do something, it gets a little better. It gets Mm -hmm. a little better. And that's, (laughs) that's the direction you want to go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, um, I want to talk today about marketing, right? So you and I are both practitioners, Neither Correct. one of us come Correct. from the agency world. Now, what do you mean come from the agency well, world? Well, I got to, yeah, I, I've got to kind of clarify that a little bit because I am from the agency world to degrees because I've been in. I don't work for the CIA. Exactly. Okay? I'm the not ad the agency, agency world, right? Okay, so right. advertising industry. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've done it, what, I mean, 10 years, 11 years, 10 years, 11 years, something like that. I've been in ad agency. Prior to that, I was running marketing for a company or running the sales. Before that, it was all management positions, whether that was in restaurant or manufacturing or um, the mortgage business at a time. So, I mean, there's been, you know, for me, it's always been on the practitioner side. I didn't didn't work for an agency. I didn't come from the agency background. When I started in the agency world, I didn't have a freaking clue what agencies did. I had no idea about the commissions that you get when you do, gotcha. you know, buy ads. I don't even know the, how the to air, buy biz, air time. business of, <laughs> of, of an agency. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had no clue. I had no clue. Although you were a marketer. Well, yeah. I mean, I, underst- I understood marketing, right? right. So that, that I got. I went to school for marketing. I understood marketing very clearly. Marketing is nothing but communication. So I've I, I always been pretty good at communication. That's something that I've always done. But... The intricacies of the industry, buying airtime. I, I, I didn't even know that you did that. I didn't even know how gotcha. you did that. Um, 
buying merchandise, how to do merchandising, what gross versus net billing is, um, what Nielsen or Arbitron ratings are, what GRP, gross rating points are. I didn't know any of that mess. I didn't even know that stuff existed, right? <laughs> um, because I came from the business side. I came gotcha. from management, um, ownership. I had already owned a company before that. And you're the same way, though. Both, both of us are in the same, at least from the same background. You have always been on the practitioner Correct. side, Correct. right? Uh, yeah, because... Actually, in talking to you before this and just kind of down the, you know, going, coming down this road here, so I like finding out I actually do market, even though I am not consciously marketing. I am, I am marketing. Yeah. I am marketing myself. Yeah. You know, basically, I want someone to buy my services. I have to tell them why I am better than my competitors. Yeah. I am marketing myself. Well, at the end of the day, if if, right. if you own a business or if you are providing a service or selling a product or anything, you're a marketer first. Right. You know, in the, in the military, we always said um, everybody has an MOS, a military, oh gosh, uh, military dun, occupational dun, dun, dun. specialty, I think. Oh, geez, I don't even remember what it was, what MOS stands for. <laughs> There's like 10 million acronyms. I don't remember them all. Um, but whatever the, the acronym stood for, MOS was your job, right? Okay. So, like in the military, I was a 92 Yankee, so I did logistics, I was supply sergeant for my unit. Uh, I was part of a logistics unit, so we did a lot of whatever. So everybody has their own jobs, but everybody's infantry first. Everybody has to qualify on a weapon. Everybody has to know how to handle themselves in hand-to-hand combat. Every single person in the military, minus chaplains, (laughs) have to know how to do all this. (laughs) Chaplains don't carry weapons, and they don't have to learn any of that stuff. But everybody else does, right? So you're, you're infantry first. In business, everybody's marketing first. If you are not, if you're not yeah. marketing yourself, right? Whether that's word of mouth, whether that is networking, whether that is just your business cards, it's the signs to your business out of gotcha. the road, whatever it is, right? That's all marketing, right. right? I mean, that's all marketing. Oh yeah, yeah. So for you. Yours is primarily referrals, right? Word of mouth, building your network up right. within within your because you have a very niche industry. You you right. are very focused on a specific vertical, so you just ingrain yourself within it within that vertical, right? Right. I, so like the the brokers that get the medical or dental guys, you know, their suites. I want to be in with them so they can recommend me. The contractors who are the ones going to be building it, I want to get in with them. The equipment suppliers who are getting the medical guys their equipment. I want to be in with them and basically selling myself in a good way. <laughs> but no, I mean, but just why I'm going to bring myself to the table of why I'm the best person to, right. you know, be hired. Right. Well, and I think, I think the, the reason that I'm even bringing that up and the, the reason I even want to preface that is making sure that in this conversation, we're kind of looking at everything from the same lens, right? Because gotcha. we're looking at it, not from the lens of advertising experts we're looking at it from the lens of uh, business professionals who actually have to put all of this stuff into practice so it's we don't glorify advertising like agencies do right when you talk nielsen or you talk arbitron right so nielsen ratings are like for tv TV, right so that's the tv ratings arbitron is for radio and there's all these different things that are out there the stupidest thing that's ever been invented on the face of the, let me rephrase that. It's the <laughs> stupidest thing that exists today 
inside of advertising. It is not the stupidest thing that has ever existed because there wasn't many options. We didn't have the digital age, you know, 30 right, years ago, time. 20 years right. ago. So you kind of had to do what you had to do. Nielsen was the best thing. They sent out a survey in the mail. I think they put a couple of dollar bills in there to try to entice you to fill the survey out. You literally fill it in with a number two pencil and you mail it back. That's how Nielsen gets their ratings. So they say your survey is, okay, what do you watch on Mondays at 6 p.m.? What? I don't even know what I had for dinner last <laughs> night. You want me, you know, you, what were you watching three weeks ago? And if, are you serious? I mean, these gotcha. are the, literally the questions gotcha. that are on there. And what they're trying to do, again, because there were no options 30 years ago, what they're trying to do is figure out, okay, who is watching, Who's what, watching what and when and what. And that can set a standard for what prices are for exactly for for advertising exactly and that's because exactly where it comes where's from. the value exactly and it's gr- it's basically just grading these tv mm-hmm. shows is all that it is. that's what nielsen ratings are it's saying that these right. particular shows will yield you this type of let's call it return um well again it's all viewage in- viewage i like yeah, that word viewage um, that is a V I E W A G E apostrophe Q X. Thank you. No, I'm not going to Google that. Um, but but yeah. So I mean, so and then when you get that right, so okay, so the survey comes in. They're doing all the stuff. They get they get all of that all the information back, and now they produce these big re- quarterly reports. I think it's a, a quarter of a million dollars per quarter to be able to get the Nielsen report. I mean, this is I mean, they sell the reports. It's ridiculous. Right, so I mean, it is it is a well, astronomical a right price. There. Oh yeah, most Good job, Nielsen. Well, most stations buy them. Most networks, but well, all stations, all networks buy these the, the Nielsen report and all this kind of stuff. They subscribe to the quarterly <laughs> report. But regardless, you get all these, and then so if I go to buy airtime, right? What has always been done in the advertising industry, as I've you know come to learn is that you buy on points, right? So it's gross rating points. So basically what a gross rating point is, is saying, okay, there are this much, there's this many potential audience, right? So you have this many people within your potential audience during this particular time. You want to buy, let's say you want to buy a 30-second TV spot during the evening news. Let's just say that for conversation. What Nielsen does is it'll say, okay, during the evening news, 6 o'clock, 5.30, whatever it is, on this particular channel, there are this many viewers, okay? So your potential reach is X, okay? Your potential frequency with the amount that you're going to buy, how many times each of those people are going to see it. No, how many times they're going to see it. It's the potential of so so. Let's say for conversation at on the evening news, there are two and a half million viewers. Okay. Let's just say for conversation, right? Two and a half million viewers. So the gross rating points come back and, and is telling us how many times are those two and a half million people going to see my ad if I run it? Let's say for conversation five times during the week, okay. one time per evening. What is my consistency and frequency? What are they? What, how many times are they going to be able to see it? So we're buying those points, this grade that says that ad buy at that particular time earns this particular point value is basically what that. Okay. But basically what that's saying. Just sitting here explaining that 
gets complicated because then there are 30 <laughs> different other dimensions that go in that the demographics, the geographics today with the digital world, we have psychographics that get involved. So where are they at? How much money do they make? What are they? So you're getting, gotcha. yeah. And especially when right. you're buying cable, you have a, just unlimited number of stations that you can buy from. So you've got to match your demographic to that particular station, that right time, all this kind of stuff. Yada, yada, yada. I'm saying all of that to get down to that is an extreme overcomplication <laughs> of communication, in my personal opinion, and from my, my experience. And when you look at it from a practitioner standpoint, as business owners, we couldn't give a flip less about percentages oh. and points. What we care about is, is that ad going to create results for my business. Am I going to get it. someone calling me from that ad? Is it going to produce value? Exactly. Right? So so that is the lens for which I think gotcha. you and I approach the conversation about marketing just simply right. because of our experience and where we're from. So we're not looking at it from the lens of somebody who's been in the advertising agency world that speaks all that lingo that only understands how to buy ads on GRP, gross rating points. Um, those agencies who have always bought on GRP, that's why they're failing. That's why their doors are closing today because they can't get their head around digital. Because digital, you have to use common sense. You have to use the ability to communicate because it's not overly complicated. It's right. not a really hard thing to do. As a matter of fact, if if people who watch this would just simply watch all of the episodes and oh. really dive into the content, mm -hmm. I actually teach how to do that because it's that easy. I mean, it's right. really I could teach it over videos. I mean, it's really not that complicated to do. Um, so, so agencies from that perspective – or looking through that lens, right. they don't get it, and they're they're not making it. So, so again, I said all that to say, I, again, to 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 kind of establish the lens for which we approach marketing is from the business owner standpoint. All the lingo, all the glorification of the agency world and of buying of GRP and all of that kind of stuff um, doesn't really make it so it's into not our all consideration. Like Mad Men. It's not even close not to even Mad close Men. Okay. Uh, except for the... the <laughs> there you go. Every once in a while, depending on the day, this sometimes gets similar. Yes. Um, not as much smoking anymore, but uh, at least the cigarettes part. But um, Good for you, by the way. But, well, you know, it is what it is. So, so again, so, so let's talk. I, I, I want to walk through what, what you do. I want to get a good understanding of, uh, in this entire conversation. I want to get a under, good understanding of what you've been doing for marketing, of what um, – and, and let's talk a little bit more about what small businesses can do for marketing. Just kind of dig in a little bit on – I, I kind of want to touch on my philosophies inside of, of marketing, what marketing means to small businesses. Um, you know, from – you know, again, like – again, marketing is communication. Right. Don't overcomplicate that. Right. I, it, it's, it's not a complicated thing to, for us to be able to sit here and have a conversation. That's not complicated. It's not hard. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not hard to be talking to someone just across across the aisle. Exactly. Know, as, as a water. Right. Did you hear that, Congress? No, sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Ooh, Next. I um, like it. No, 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 no. It's spicy. It's spicy. Good. Uh, but, but nobody. Yeah, they're not listening. So they don't do that. But, you know, I, I guess for me, for the marketing thing is I really had to look back on what I did do 
and what I have done because, you know, I've been in business for nine years and seeing what works and what doesn't, you know, what didn't work was putting all my eggs in one basket with one contractor. Because, you know, you kind of start out there and saying, oh, well, yeah, this guy ever got to take on the world and all that. Well, if he gets disliked by a client, that word of mouth gets around. Because in the medical dental community, you know, it's it's a smaller community. Mm. And everyone, you know, everyone talks to each other. Everyone wants to know, hey, who has the latest pano? Who has, you know, the latest milling machine? Who has the latest, you know, 3D imagery? All of that stuff. You know, once again, it's it's a competition too. They're trying to market to see how they get the best people. If they say, "Oh yeah, you know, your your place was designed by Scott. He did a great job," but oh that that contractor, uh, you know. Right. So basically, what I found that I had to do, which is what I'm learning from you, is you know, kind of another you know way of marketing is, hey, I have to diversify. Right. I ha- I can't throw all my eggs in one basket. I have to talk to contractors. I have to have relationships with more than one contractor. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to have relationships with more than one equipment supplier. Right. I need right. to know all the major four. And even the smaller guys that are trying to break in doesn't hurt, you know, to get to know them either because sure. you never know where that might go. Now, am I going to put everything in there? Because, you know, right now, I mean, kind of like what you said and something you're going to get into, I know, is the, you know, plan for today mm-hmm. type of thing. But, hey, you never know where some of those other guys might, yeah. might, might sure. be in one, two, three, four years. That's right. And if you can be there, hey, Absolutely. that's great. Absolutely. But, uh, and, and also it's just, I mean, even how I present myself and how I present myself at meetings, you know, over time you learn things yeah. and you learn yeah. what you have to tell, what you have to get the client to understand, to really understand why you are better than everyone else, why the project is going to run easier with you. You know, why, why Scott, why Lineworks? Right. 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 Why am I going to do this? And that is marketing. Well, you You know, know, and I think, I think one of the things that's really, really important to, to remember when it comes to marketing is, is number one, don't overcomplicate, don't glorify marketing. It's communication. But number two, also don't be stubborn with it. I've always said there's no such thing as concrete and marketing. True. Right? And what works for one may not work for the other. And that even applies within the same industry. What literally it could be two businesses on the exact same street could try the exact same marketing. It may work for one and not the other. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's there's so many variables that are involved in marketing that are are that you cannot say, well, this is what we've always done, so this is what we're always going to do. So when you talk about, you know, and I think that's the practitioner coming out is when you talk about looking at new guys coming up, diversifying your network and not just leaning on one contractor or thinking about all the different things that you need to be doing, not just doing one, that's not being stubborn. That's being open-minded and understanding that and that doesn't mean spend more money either. It, that just not, means yeah, be not smart, right? Be smart with it. And and there's an idea here of of common sense. You know? No. No. Say it ain't so. <laughs> common sense, 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 sense. What does that mean? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's it, it's the idea of you know notice. Be how can I say? You need to really be aware of your surroundings and be aware of your business climate 
to know what can work and what can't work. Right. You know, I know that when, uh, you know, I try to sell my uh, interior design skills, you know, I have no problem selling it to men. A lot of women doctors or women dentists don't believe I can do it, you know, just because I, I'm a guy and that's wrong. No, just kidding. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, and, but that's when you, I decided, you know, hey, I really need to have that portfolio. I really need to show this is what I can really do, right. you know, to trust right. me. Now, I will tell you, yeah, there's been clients before that says, hey, you know, Scott, you know, that design's too masculine or it's not feminine enough or whatever. And, you know. As part of the marketing, I say, okay, well, you know, let's let's take that part of the fee out, and you know, you can go, you know, talk to an interior designer, give them a few names of people you've worked with. Once again, marketing, you're getting you're getting your name out, even though you're helping the client, you're also getting your name out to interior designers that can also say, oh, well, he recommended me. You know, once again, right. do a good job, right? And I on the marketing side, especially from the practitioner level. Easy for you to say. Place. Uh, <laughs> on that level, I mean, one of your best marketing things is doing a good job, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. And once again, and doing a good job for them. Right. Because most likely if you're doing a good job from them, good, good projects will happen. Right. You know, type of thing. I know when I first came out, you know, in the world, we were focused on, okay, hey, you know, can we put this, these things, I mean, just like some of the advertising things we talked about, mm-hmm. you know, hey, can we, can we put this up in, you know, for a competition? Can we do, can we go into more competitions? Well, guess what? Competitions don't usually make you money. Right, right. You know, I mean, it's a big investment. Well, let's, let's actually, I mean, I think that's a perfect segue because what I really want to talk about and, and start getting into is what do or what can um, we do today or what's the most effective things that we can do today in marketing, or at least not necessarily specifically down in the weeds what to do, but at least what is the mindset that we need to have. So it's more what mindset am I taking when I'm approaching marketing for all of my clients? What mindset are you taking for marketing your own business? What mindset am I taking for marketing my business? I got to market, uh, right. even though even though I own an ad agency and I have all these clients that I'm marketing for, I still got to market my you business market too. Yourself, yeah. So. So it's what is the mindset today? I think, you know, when I talk to a lot of people, it's a lot of confusion on what to do. We're in this digital world. There's all these million different things to do online, social media, Google AdWords. You've got, um, all, it, it, when you say social media, good Lord, how many different oh, social media outlets sudden, are there? Yeah, that's, I mean, there's like there's 15 like different. There's like family tree. Of, it's crazy, you know? you know, and it's, it's so all of these crazy options, YouTube, videos, your website, is the website right. still relevant? Blogs, are they still still relevant. You know, there's just all these digital options that are available on top of all the traditional that is still working today. I know a lot of people like to say, especially digital marketers who like to say traditional's dead, but they have a vested interest in saying that traditional is dead. That doesn't mean that it is. They are marketing. (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, it is what it is, right? Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's dead, right? Right. Traditional marketing can still work too. But I think what the most important thing, whatever medium you're exploring, right? So whether we're doing some traditional stuff, digital stuff, outdoor, whatever. I think even guerrilla, quite frankly. I think where we really need to um, <laughs> make sure our mindset is at is is contextual distribution. And, and what I mean by that is right place, right time, to the right people with the right message. And I think we can very 
we can be much uh, more effective at that today with digital than we we can with traditional. And the reason being with digital, I mean, I can literally run Facebook and Instagram ads today that say I want to run, and I'm, as a matter of fact, about to launch this campaign, that I want to send this ad only to people who have a job title of X, whatever that job title it is that I want them to have, right? Um, So I can, let's say I'm wanting to hit doctors, right? Because you're in the medical, um, the, the medical side of architecture, the architecture side of medical. I don't know which one. What is that? Is the, it, I, is you, it the medical side of architecture or the architecture? Let's just side keep of, going with what you wanted to say, yeah. man. That's okay. We're, we'll, so we'll anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, whatever that is. Um, so so anyway, so so running the ad. Let's say we're doing it for medical. I can run an ad on Facebook, Instagram, specifically for all the acronyms. Right, <laughs> the DMD, DMS, SMD, ABC, All of those, all of those different acronyms. So anybody who is with, that has those titles in their profile. So then my ad all of a sudden is not, hi, I'm Chris Ware. I'm the owner of Two Second Media and I'd like to do your marketing. It's now, hey, all of my medical professionals in the Phoenix area, listen up. Right, so I started all of a sudden talking specifically to them. to them. So it's contextual, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's the right people. I'm producing an ad for the right people. Um, so then I got to okay. When are they online? When are they actually checking their social media? Well, we can actually get those stats. We can dig in and find that information out. When is um, my audience most likely to gotcha. be? Um, reviewing these. So do we need to do it Monday through Friday? Do we need to do it right. on the weekends? Do we need to do it in the evenings or the mornings? Is it or the morning? Right, gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So we we look at all of these different um, these different aspects. Again, it comes down to geographics. Where is it that I want to reach right. them? Demographics. Let's narrow down a little bit. Um, title, um, salary, how many kids, you know, are they married? Um, yada yada. Do they own a home? Do they rent? You know, those are the common gotcha. demographics. But now we can go into psychographics. What are their habits? What are their hobbies? I can literally run an ad. Let's say I own a golf course. I can run an ad for everyone who has a title of one of the acronyms of the right. medical world, right? Who has in their hobbies or interests golf? Something golf. Right. And then I can run an ad specifically. So all my doctors in the Phoenix area interested in golf, listen up. <laughs> I mean, you were talking straight to that person. And you're like, right. And, and yeah, sometimes someone's going to go. Hmm? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, they're much more likely to go. Right. Hmm, right. Than to have this generic start like you would have right. on TV where you, you have to be generic. You don't have a choice right, because, because you, you can't, can't narrow it down that, that, right. that unless you're on the golf channel. But. Well, even then, you don't know if you're talking to you don't know if you're talking or, to you doctors. Know, doctors. You don't know you if don't, you, once again exactly. Gotcha. So, so when I say well played, Chris. Well, well played. hey, I'm telling you, right? <laughs> so that's the whole concept, though. That's the whole idea of contextual distribution, and I think that's why practitioners win in marketing today versus agencies right. because we don't think like an agency does with limitations and barriers and walls that have been in place for. Well, since the beginning of Madison Avenue, right? Those GRP and Nielsen ratings and Arbitron ratings, those have always been the kind of the guardrails of the industry. They don't even exist anymore. <laughs> there are no guardrails. You literally are communicating with someone like you would face to face, 
right? I right. learned that you're in architecture. My, my communication to you is going to be different than if I'm talking to someone who I don't know, say, is a doctor, right? I'm going to talk to them about different things. I mean, that's common sense. Right. That's how we communicate as, as human beings. So now with our advertising, we're able to get that specific. So, so I think, as I'm, as I'm knocking my <laughs> microphone away, um, so I think where success is going to come in marketing is when we can think about marketing as a conversation instead of this thing that's up here, right? Don't overcomplicate it. Don't glorify it. Gotcha. Bring it back down to where it's literally you're talking to one person, right? We used to create um, uh, target personas. We, well, we still do create target personas, right? And, and what that basically is is when we're trying to figure out and we're creating an ad, who is the person, that we're going to be talking to. And we get it down as narrow and as specific as we can possibly get it, all the way down to giving that target persona a name, right? We'll literally be talking to Bill the doctor so that when we say, would Bill think this, right? Would Bill respond to the sentence? When you do that, you're literally having a conversation with another person, right? right? So so by, again, so, so, so kind of, bringing that full circle here is, is the, the whole idea is what is the most effective way to market today for businesses? It's not how advertising agencies have been doing it for so many years. It's now how businesses think about it right. on a day-to-day business or right. excuse, on a day-to-day basis. Right. And now we just have mediums available to us that actually will facilitate, facilitate how facilitate we think right. and how we communicate with other people. And I think, that takes marketing to a whole nother level. I think that opens up the world of marketing and advertising oh, yeah. at a level that it has just never been available to businesses before. I, I and, and and I just I believe that to my core. And that's again, whatever your medium is, you can have that effectiveness in traditional, right? I mean, you run an ad on on TV, direct right. them back to your website, right? right. Right. So then you're in your website, you get them in through a marketing automation software, you can start tagging their IP, start seeing their habits, what pages they go to, and you can start building a persona so that you're talking to that persona based on their internet activity and what it is that they're doing. You don't know who they are. You don't know their address. It's not like an invasion of privacy. It's an IP <laughs> address. You don't know what that is, right? right. But, but it is, it just kind of tags that visit, that IP right. address, and kind of creates that as a person, which is perfect for marketing well, because it and it's what's always the, been missing it gives you all the information you need on that person instead of rolling an ad you know on tv that you're basically i guess the best way a shotgun approach you're hoping you hit somebody right you know with this you can really focus that down now i kind of in my case i kind of stepped into that right away because i was in you know the dental field now yes there are a lot of different type of dentists blah 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 blah, blah. but i mean it was already narrowed down for me you know, with how I had to market, right. you know, myself for all that. Right. You know, and once again, didn't even know I was marketing when I was, you know, trying to get a job. Right. Right. Know? But it was one of my best compliments, one of my best thing, uh, you know, things, feedback I got back from, you know, clients is especially when they say, you listen to me. Right. That type of thing. And this is what this, you know, this age is providing everyone else. Hey, you can literally listen to me. You right. can hear what I'm saying, hear what I'm wanting, 
And then now we can provide that to you. Right. And more importantly, you can listen. You can actually hear. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a difference in listening and hearing. I've always said that. So you can listen. You can actually hear it and bring mm-hmm. it in. But now more importantly, you can actually use it. You can right. actually now talk. You can actually distribute that content, whatever that might be, that conversation, whatever that might be, whatever form that takes, video, audio, written, word, graphics, however it is that you do it, you can distribute that content now at mass and still be relevant. Right. Right. Where before it was mass and you're probably a 50-50 shot. Right. Actually, it's even less than that, quite frankly. Well, I mean, Gross rating points are generally even less than that. Look you're, at all the stuff on the Super yeah. Bowl, you know, when you see some of those ads. Some of those ads you connect with. Some of those ads you're like, what the heck was that? <laughs> right. But, I mean, and once again, a lot of those ads are just, how can I say it? Are they ad agencies just doing stuff to be an ad agency? To get that award, to well, get that, I think, all that stuff. Too? No, not at all. Or I think it, I think if you if you really look at the ad, first of all, ad time on the Super Bowl is probably one of the only TV times that I am still a massive proponent of. Um, oh yeah, not that I am opposed to other TV time because you can buy attention anywhere, and we'll get into that in a minute. But where the most effective use of dollars oh. is is certainly at um, the Super Bowl because it's the most viewed thing on TV. Um, period. So I think. Number one, you've got that is, right. is huge. Uh, just you have such a mass audience right. that just you just don't get it any other time of the year at any other fifty percent of that is awesome, <laughs> you know, compared well, yeah. to fifty percent of anything else, right? Well, sure. I mean, and and that's the deal. So so yeah, I think these agencies what they do is they come. Well, I know what the the agencies are doing is they're coming in. I've created a Super Bowl spot before. Um, and basically, all that it is is it's grabbing attention. It's the same exact. Con- it, it's the same thing. I mean, this this isn't. Right. It's the same. You, you hear it all through the years, right? It's just Nielsen and Arbitron and all these GRP and all this other stuff kind of got in the way and created barriers that didn't need to exist. It's an attention industry. So all you're trying to do is create a spot that gets attention, that grabs people away from their phone for a moment or from the conversation that they're having in the room and paying attention to your ad, and and hopefully you remember the name, you want to Google it later, you want to gotcha. find out a little bit more about it later. When it comes to the Super Bowl, that is generally the case. There's a massive ROI for those that can actually afford um, to run a national <laughs> exactly. um, spot. Now, you do have local and regional options. So, I mean, you can buy a spot in your own region during the Super Bowl as well and have just as much luck and have just as much success. It's not as expensive um, as the national spots would be. I mean, obviously, there's millions upon millions of dollars that are spent on the national spots, but you can buy local and regional spots are still very expensive, but um, much more expensive than what you would buy you know, at other times during the year. But, but again, very, very, um, very effective, right? Exactly. So you can still get attention um, on, on TV, um, Super Bowl is one of those examples where you can still get a lot of attention. There's many more examples than that, but Super Bowl is definitely one of those um, those deals. But I think what's neat, though, is that today, specifically with digital, right? So if we're talking about what we can do on digital advertising, as an example, um, you can create an ad for every persona that you create, right? So, so I was telling you just a second ago, we do, we, we create the target persona, right? We even name it, right? So we got Bill. Bill is the male doctor, whatever, right? Now I want to do an ad for the female realtor. 
And then I want to do one for the male, um, I don't know, retail shop, clothing gotcha. store, clothier, uh, whatever, right? I mean, it doesn't matter. Insert industry that you want to reach now. I want to, uh, whatever it is, B2B, B2C, it doesn't matter. So you create all these personas within the demographic that you want to reach for your business, right? Create an ad for every single one of them, right? So f- let's say for you, let's use right. you as an okay. example, right? So if you were going to be doing it, some personas that you could create very quickly is a dentist in, let's just say, Phoenix, one in Scottsdale, one in Tempe, one in Glendale, one in you know whatever, gotcha. Surprise, Goodyear, whatever you want to do. So do it by city, right? Um, or orthodontics, endodontics. Um, help me out. What's the different options here? I don't know. General dentistry, right. maxi- maxi- maxillofacial dentistry, pediatric dentistry. Yaddy, 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 right. So you can get into all of those details, right? And then you could actually create an ad specifically talking to a pediatric dentist um, or a general practice or um, an orthodontist or whoever, right? You can actually create, let's say that we came up with eight, nine different um, uh, uh, demographics or personas. Right. We create an ad for every single one of those personas so that you're specifically talking to each of them instead of this generic Right. deal that they're probably going to just look over and pass over. You create a very specific one that grabs their attention in the first two seconds. <laughs> right? Yeah, you got it. Very good. Okay. Just wanted to see if you got it. See, there's a reason, right? right. I mean, right. everything has a reason, right? But um, but anyway, yeah. So when you, when you um, can create each of those or create an ad for each of those personas, you're truly creating a conversation and marketing right. begins to evolve. And now it, it isn't just this glorified thing that sits way up here that nobody really understands. It really is just coming down to conversation. It's just talking to another right. person, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to say it's kind of like when you're driving by, you know, driving on the road. It's not just seeing a billboard. Oh, that's interesting. It's, hey, talking to the passenger next to me. Right. You know, and that's the type of thing that you want. That's the type of conversation that you want. That's the type of relationship that you want to right. just try, or to at least start a relationship. Right. And I, and I think a lot of people are missing today. You know, again, so, so from the, that's the standpoint of mindset, right, is thinking about it as a conversation, right? You're right. just trying to get somebody's attention. You're trying to have a conversation with them. But also start challenging some of the, especially from the digital agencies, that have come about over the past little bit. You know, we hear this crap about being first on Google all the time, right? I, oh, my God, how many times I hear this in a day um, uh, with businesses that I talk to. And, yes, there is value with being at top of the list. You can look at the statistics. It's certainly more conversion, certainly uh, more clicks. I won't say conversions, but definitely more clicks right. when you're at the top of the list in Google, when you're up at the, on the first page, up at the very top. There is there. I'm not saying there's no value in that, but if you're the first um, space in Google, you're the at the very top of the very first page, and you're not getting any conversions, right? So you're getting millions of clicks, right. but it, none and of them are converting no into a client. Into, yeah, exactly. What, what's what's the good? What's the good? What did you just accomplish? Yes. What's you, the va- what's the value? Yes. Yeah, the value? Exactly. Value? You accomplished nothing. Right. I mean, you were, you just got a bunch of people who clicked on. Now, if you were doing it for the purpose of branding. So all you were doing was trying to build recognition. Okay, well, there, now we can talk about there's a possibility that that might have 
worked okay right. for you, right? Because you weren't trying to convert anybody. You were simply just trying to get your name out there. And there is value in branding campaigns. There's certainly value in recognition campaigns. Most small businesses can't afford that. Most small businesses need to go straight to conversion uh, because they don't have money to just throw they, away. At, at, they at, need at money the, coming in the door. Exactly. Before we right? Can start. Right. So when we're talking about branding, we're really talking about um, small to medium, medium-sized businesses are really at the point where um, when you're spending – you know, three, four, five thousand dollars a month. That's really kind of the entry point where we start talking about branding more than we talk about um, using marketing specifically for conversion for gotcha. sale, right? But, but regardless, it's understanding what the ROI. You know, marketing is an investment. Um, I've said that for many years. It mm-hmm. is an absolute investment, and with any other investment that you would ever make. You have to expect an ROI. You have to respect right, the return right. on that investment, right? And and you know if if I if I can put you know a thousand dollars into the stock market and get an eight to twelve percent return, why would I put a thousand dollars into a savings account where I get? I mean, what are we getting today? Point zero 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 two five. I mean, <laughs> yeah, whatever exactly. it is, right? So I mean. So obviously I'm going to do, you know, maybe not straight to the stock market, maybe some mutual funds, maybe this, whatever, you know, I'm going to be smart about it, but whatever my strategy is, however aggressive I want to be, I want the highest return I can get that fits within my comfort zone. My comfort zone. Exactly. So, well, you're expecting a return. It's got to be the same thing on marketing. If you're going to spend, you know, $12,000 a year um, on a, on a small scale, right. And, and 24, to thirty six to sixty thousand dollars a year on a small to medium scale, um, you better be expecting some kind of return. That's oh, exactly. not money you're going to want to throw away, right, right. right? Again, I think that comes back to that whole practitioner idea. Um, I, as a business owner, I'm sure as hell not throwing sixty thousand dollars a year away. Hey, you got sixty thousand dollars a year to throw away, right? So, so I'm certainly not going to be doing that. I absolutely believe in selective consumption. I'm only going to get the most important stuff that's going to work right. the best for me. Right. So, I'm paying very close attention to ROIs for not only my own marketing but even for my clients because. Why are we going to throw money away? We don't want to do that, right? So we're wanting to find that stuff that has the highest highest ROI. That doesn't always mean you have to be the first on Google. Yeah, you can spend the money to get there, but is that the most effective use of those dollars? Of those money, right. Should we have spent that money on a car wrap, quite frankly? Whoa, get offline for a second and actually get into the real right. world. Um, you look at conversion rates of car wraps. You'd you would fall over. Seriously. Like how 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 no brainer it is to put your stinking name and phone number on your vehicle with a vinyl sticker, right? I mean, that's all that right. it is, or get a little magnetic thing to put on the realtors do this all the time. Those work. Those work really, really well, especially for service industry. I mean, Hmm. tell me a plumber that you haven't seen with a decked out vehicle. There's a reason for that. It works really, really well. It's mobile advertising, right? Well, it is. It, it, It absolutely is. So, so uh, car wraps are really good for that kind of. But, but, but regardless, it's it could not, be any not getting medium. in the weeds of of all this. exactly. exactly. It it's could just, be any medium. It's right. mindset. It's it's what is going to number one create a great conversation, but number two, what's going to give me the best return on that investment? What's the best value? What have you done through the years that has given you the strongest ROI for your specific um, business? 
Well, I will tell you this. It hasn't been my website because that's been... Uh, you know, <laughs> I've picked on the, you a lot about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, we are going but, to get that website built for you one day by God. That's, that's it. There's no options. I will have a GoFundMe account for uh, that starting up here. No, just kidding. Uh, it's not that expensive. You know, I, I, I think for, you know, for what you've been saying, it's almost doing exactly what you have been saying, but it kind of just happened organically. It has been in the relationships that I have made. Right. Uh, and, and that's due to, I mean, an industry-specific where I'm at in. Uh, you know, architects are not allowed to uh, basically advertise on air or advertise... Uh, in anything except trade magazines. What do you think about that? You know, for me, the way I'm looking at it is I would have to make sure that I was prepared for, you know, the possibility of more jobs. No, no, no. I'm saying the regulation and the restriction on architects from being able to advertise over the air. What, what, how do you feel about that? I think it keeps a professionalism. Okay. I know I don't want to be looked on like a lawyer who, hey, I'll give you a floor plan for 1995. Yeah, mm-hmm. come to our office and, you know, and, and all that. I think it keeps a level of professionalism. Now, is the implication that. that anyone who does over-the-air advertising, are they now hokey or no, whatever? No, I, I, don't, I don't think that's the thing. But at the same time, there are those lawyers who have decided to do hokey or you know, oh, yeah. those, those type of ads. And so those are the ones that you probably remember. You don't remember the ones that are probably just saying, hey, yeah, I am a good lawyer. You know, come on over. I have all these awards. I have all these great ratings. I have all these happy customers, you know, blah, 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 blah. So let's you break know, that down. I actually uh, want to explore that for a second, okay. if we could, if you, if you don't mind. Because I just this is, stepped into people. No, no. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is where I love marketing. This is where... I start floating on cloud nine or these strategic conversations. So, so you said most people would remember the hokey jingle, um, you know, spot that's out there opposed to the lawyer who's being more serious and being more professional mm-hmm. and, 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 and so on and so forth. Why? My first question is why do you think that's the case? Why do you think people remember the hokey versus well, the, I mean, j- just because it is out of the ordinary, and it grabbed your attention. You wanted me to say that, didn't you? You wanted me to say did. that, didn't you? Well, yeah. I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I knew you were going to say that because I knew that's Sooner where it was later. gonna go. But let me. But right. but so then now we take that. Okay, so let's so, keep walking that dog mm-hmm. a little bit, right? So we say, okay, it's because that particular spot grabs their attention, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the only thing that grabs people's attention. People have their attention grabbed by many, many different types of creative, creative being you know, the idea of the spot. So what could we do then for one of those serious attorneys right? that could still be creative and still could grab one's attention? And I and – I, and, let me let me rephrase that because I said what could we do, and I'm right. not asking you to come up with creative for an advertising spot for but for why, a lawyer. Why but couldn't, why is couldn't there? there is couldn't there be something if you take the time to design it and whatever to, for that to become, you know, hey, I am getting my name out. People are remembering my name. I am you know getting hits on my website and all because of this commercial, etc. Right. But I'm not thought of as being one of these cheesy you know lawyers. You know, 
Well, you know, that's, but look, I mean, but see, I mean, th- here's the thing, right? So let's let's th- but let's again, think you're, about you're it from at, an attorney, right? But you're looking at it from, hey, my my value is, hey, I don't. I, if I was the attorney, hey, I don't want to be seen as one of these, you know, lawyers. Hey, you know, we're going to drop our legal fees from twenty five percent from thirty three percent. You get more money only if you, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm, all these things. Mm-hmm. Good points, but I don't want to be seen as that cheesy lawyer. Sure. But how do I get my name out there? Right. Right. And how do I start that conversation to get those people who also don't want to be represented by that cheesy lawyer? Right. right. And not that they're cheesy lawyers, they just appear to be right. you know, from from the ad that right. was we saw. Well then so to go on the serious point, right? Kind of what we talked about just a moment ago, right? We want to break this down to a conversation with an individual. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening with the jingles with the, um, the 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 attorney who is trying to create the profession, what happens too many times is it's too generic, it's too broad based. So let's run an ad again. It doesn't have to be TV; it can be online, it can be wherever. The medium doesn't matter. But like I said before, let's create an ad for every persona, right? Okay. So let's create an ad specifically for I don't know, living wills, right? So then when I run that ad. What I'm going to do, let's say we do it digital, right? What we would then do is we would say anyone who has been searching living will run this ad for them. And we would do a remarketing campaign for anybody searching for living wills. So those who haven't done a search for living will, they're not going to get the ad. It's not relevant to them. So we're not going to pay for those clicks because it's not relevant to them. I don't want to spend the money on the clicks for people who don't care anything about living wills. So I'm going to run an ad specifically for people who have searched online for the phrase living will, and we'd come up with multiple phrases that, that relate right. to that. And then we're going to create another spot who um, of people who have looked up divorce, right? Because attorneys are going to be doing divorce or car wreck, injury car, um, um, right. what is it, car, uh, injury in a car wreck or whatever, yada, 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 all the different things that they do, all the fields that they work in. We're going to create an ad for each of those because here's the thing. It's about getting the person's attention. The best way to get somebody's attention is to be relevant to them. Correct. Right? Yeah, we can entertain. We can inform. But if we're relevant. But if you're entertaining and being relevant, then. You know, even better. You, right? And do the one more adding value. But you, just, you just hit the hat trick. You right. Know? Absolutely. You, you, you promo, probably will most likely get that person to click on. You know, your ad and hopefully become a client. Yeah. Well, I, and, and I, so I think, I guess when we talk about even like an attorney, which can be a very, very, um, uh, I, I don't want to say boring industry, um, but it, it is kind of well, boring and annoying. It's definitely, a very highly know, competitive. You know. There's no question about that. But it's, it is one of those that's a little more difficult to create relevant spots. Uh, you got to think pretty deep on those. You got to, you got to be really smart about that. But coming back to architecture, right, in, in, mm-hmm. into, into your world specifically, um, do you believe that there is a way that you can market or advertise? And again, we've talked about this before, the difference between marketing and advertising. Marketing is the organic attempt. Advertising is spending money, right? Marketing mm-hmm. is not necessarily spending money. It's just what you do. You networking is not necessarily 
take away labor, obviously, yes, your time is is right. money and yada yada yada. I, but I'm saying buying airtime, whether that's right. online or on TV or whatever. So advertising is that paying for ads. Marketing is the other side of it, right? Not the ad side. The post on social media, the networking events that you go to, the the referrals, the business cards, yada yada yada. Um, what is the what have you found to be the most effective inside of architecture for you, right? Um, it, within kind of I guess uh, I don't know those those guardrails. Does that make sense, right? Well, I mean, about the only thing that I can really think of that has really, I mean, in, in my way, has put me above my competition in a sense is. It's kind of hard because I, I I still struggle with the difference between marketing and advertising sure. and all that, and I know I, I don't do that. But for me, it's just doing a great job. Right. You know, when you see that final project, that that job went smoothly. Now, you know, the client might not see all this stuff, you know, behind the scenes between me and the contractor and all, but getting, you know, the job done. But getting that job done, listening to that client creating that relationship, right. doing some of those things that we've talked about earlier, you know, setting those expectations so they understand, hey, I'm paying for X, Y, and Z. I'm not paying for A, B, and C and all that. I think it's the idea of, how am I going to say it, just being a good businessman, controlling those ex- expectations, but then also meeting those expectations, you know, is the best way, you know, for marketing. Now, and that, and that has you know, kind of evolved over the time as, you know, my skills with AutoCAD has evolved and all that. Uh, you know, some clients are looking, hey, can you, you know, get me 3D stuff? And, hey, right. I, I can't do it, but, hey, I know a guy who can. Right, right. Hey, I know this, you know, this equipment company. I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy for you, you know. But, you know, this equipment company does it for you, but you're going to have to sit through their, you know, four-hour spiel, you know, you know, for that and all. So, you know... As far as that for marketing and getting my name out there and getting showing why I am have more value for the money that I am charging than someone else, it would be you know those things of the word of mouth of other people for those people that I've done a good job for. Right. You know. You know, and I think that's one of the reasons that I like this conversation and having this conversation with you is because you don't come from the the idea of marketing you come from the idea of practice and what you have done every single day through the years and what you have done through the years is build your relationships so you have identified marketing as being getting better at your skill getting better at your communication with your clients or prospects um, we've talked in prior episodes about your contracts and revising mm-hmm. contracts and getting those and proposals. I think you call them proposals and, and keeping them getting contextual too. Of hey, here here are new services that are offered and new services that aren't offered. Right, right. right. So I think I, I I love that because what that does is it takes this whole glorification of marketing and advertising mm-hmm. and it kind of kicks it out the door a little bit and says. Okay, come with me. Let's use some common sense and see what we actually do in business, right? Not necessarily what's taught in school, which is a bunch of malarkey, or what agencies think that should be done because they're working with million, two million, ten million, a hundred million dollar budget. 
what is the small business owner doing every single day? What do you and I do every single day to market our business? And that's why I like this conversation is because if I were to have this conversation with anybody in the ad industry, they would never bring up a good strategy for marketing being getting better at communicating with your clients in meetings or making sure your proposal looks better or gotcha. making sure that your drawings are more relevant or the the referrals not only that you give out saying you should talk mm-hmm. to this person for this particular thing but those that you receive because advertisers don't make money on any of that stuff right right so i can't bill you for you getting better at cad i can't bill you for that so as an advertising agency Thank there's God, no, no value to me right. so i'm only going to talk about and pitch to you those things that add value to me as an agency and i think that's where agencies are going to start losing i think that's why the Madison Avenue agency that we have known for decades. I think I can't even remember the year that it's the first agency started. I, I want to say it was like 1916. I mean, it was, it was forever gotcha. ago, right? Um, I think certainly past the hundred year mark f- from the first agency. It's the billable hours idea. It's all right. of those different things that simply aren't going to work anymore. And that's why I am such a big fan. And I talk so much about, practitioner versus the agency side because it's what actually works for the business, not what makes the agency money, what it's actually rea- works for the business. It's reality, not theory. Exactly, exactly. Right. Well, it's the, it, and then you get into the concept of school for, the, for people who want to get into the advertising right. business and want to get into the marketing business. What you learn at school is very different than what we do in real life. The, the bottom line is the school is already three, four years behind. They're teaching you stuff. I mean, <laughs> when I was in school, Mark Zuckerberg was in elementary school. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like what I learned in college is completely and totally irrelevant. Um, and, right. and what you're learning today is going to be irrelevant in a couple of years because the algorithms change, the mediums right. change, you know, so all that kind of good stuff. So I want to talk about um, and kind of, I guess, um, evolve, eh, evolve, I don't know if that's the right word, but I want to explore, you know, we've talked about mindset is, is coming in as a practitioner, not as, not as a professional advertiser. Um, and then in, in kind of getting into mindset, as far as think about it from a conversation standpoint, think mm-hmm. about it from an ROI standpoint, what's actually working for your business. Um, I think that's the big difference in a practitioner doing it versus an agency coming in. The agency's thinking about it from right. what makes them money, not what makes the business money. Um, so, so then let's, let's kind of, I guess, evolve and, and get into kind of what it is that we need to do as business owners to actually market or advertise our business and kind of get not necessarily too deep into the weeds, but for instance, I want to think about the idea and and present the concept of being the show, not the commercial, right? Right. Creating value, adding value to your audience, whoever that might be. If you think about your advertising from the standpoint of being the show, not the commercial, a commercial is interruptive, right? The, the commercial is going to interrupt you in the middle of you sitting there watching, watching whatever it is what you right. want to watch, whether that's sports, whether it's the news, whether it's a documentary, whether it's a movie, whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is, right? Your TV show. The commercials interrupt that, right? So 
no one goes to the show minus the Super Bowl. No one goes to the show <laughs> to watch the commercials. They right. go to the show to receive the content that they're looking, whether that's for information, whether it's for entertainment, whatever it is, right? So with the concept of being the show, not the commercial, think you would then start thinking about it from the standpoint of how can I provide content to my audience that they're going to find value? How can I give and give and give to my audience before I ever even ask for anything? How can I establish myself as a value add to that particular consumer? What is, what's the information that I can provide? So you start thinking about, let's say in your, we'll, we'll use you as an example, right? So you have all these dentists that are out there that you're wanting to reach and connect with. What things confuse dentists when they come to you? What are some of the, and I'm not, that's a rhetorical question. I'm not asking you to answer the questions, but um, what you would be thinking of whatever industry that you're in, right? Is what, what are those top, the frequently asked questions, right? What are the top things, right? It's that whole idea of demystifying it. You know, it's like, what do you really do? I mean, okay, you're an architect. You know, hey, George Costanza thought he was an architect. You know, that, that type of stuff. It's like, well, what does an architect actually do? Is that what do? George did? No, he, that's what he wanted to do. That's what in, uh, you know, in one of the episodes. If you could be in anything, George, what would you have been an architect? Oh, okay. You know, just because, you know. That's funny. Because, you know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that there's, you know, a little a little. Wasn't he in marketing? <laughs> Probably Didn't was. Because I knew he did it for the sports team. I thought he was in marketing. Maybe it was. I don't remember what it was. I'm sorry. That's a sidebar. No, no, no. You know, hey, I mentioned anything Seinfeld is going to okay, go. Okay, I'm going to look that up. Go ahead. Keep going. I'm going to no, look this up. But uh, now I lost my train of thought. Darn it. But it's it's one of those things of, you know, they want information. They want information about what you do and what the value right. is, you know, that you can provide them. Right. And I think in being in that conversation and being in that relationship, hey, here's what I can do. Just demystifying it. You know, it's the idea of, you know, searching through, you know, a new website or something, trying to find what you want. Hey, why can't this just be easier? But, you know, if it's too hard, you're going to click out of the website. You know, how do you demystify what you do and show the client that there's value in what you do? Why does he need you? Why does he or she need you? Right. You know, you know, for this. I, I just want to sidebar for two seconds. George Costanza, just so mm-hmm. you know, was his job as assistant to the traveling secretary of the Yankees. Assistant to the traveling secretary Seriously, I never of the that. Yankees. <laughs> That's um I don't know what that to is. To the traveling sec- secretary. Yeah, to the traveling secretary. Because I'm sure, I'm sure the secretary that actually stayed at the stadium <laughs> was probably more important than the traveling one. I can only assume, right? <laughs> I have no idea. But, but you're right, though, demystifying what it is you do. But even more importantly than demystifying, it's answering and adding value to that audience. So if... A dentist, let's just say for conversation, one of the main drawbacks for a dentist or one of the main concerns, not a drawback, just a concern for a dentist as it comes as it relates to hiring an architect to design the layout of their mm-hmm. particular um, medical practice or their office was 
what type of equipment they need to put in their operating rooms, right? And that was just that, that's got that's kind of their their deal. Is I don't know what equipment. Where do I even get the equipment? How do I get the equipment? Whatever. As an architect, what you could then turn around and do online is start creating content specifically informing dentists about operating equipment. Let's talk about it. Make a video, make a podcast, make a, a blog post, whether it's, again, it's written, graphic, audio, or video. Those right. are your options, right? So whichever one you're best at or most comfortable with. And again, I'm using you as an example. But, I gotcha. I gotcha. But, but um, you know, then you create content that is relevant to your specific persona. Then you create an ad that draws them or pushes them to that content gotcha. that you created. So I would create an ad that say, hey, if you're for the dentists that are in Goodyear, Arizona, if you're interested in operating room equipment, click here to learn more, whatever it might be, right? right Whether right. that's written video. So, Obviously, I'd do a much better script than that, but that's what I got in, in 10 seconds. In, in 10 so, seconds. So, in, in that two seconds, yeah. And then when they click that and they go to your website or wherever mm -hmm. it is that you're housing that content, YouTube, social media, whatever, then that's going to bleed off in the, oh, well, what is that? Well, what is that? that? What is that? There's more start, questions. There's exactly. more. Exactly. And now they're starting to explore you and learn more about you, it's right? Almost, it's almost educating them in a sense. That's exactly what it is. As a matter of fact, I think that's one of the reasons that I've had the successes that I've had in marketing is I've always considered myself to be an educator. And, and, and at some points, maybe I even do it too much. Um, I, I certainly have been accused of focusing too much on educating instead of actually closing a deal. I'm, <laughs> I, you know, I hate the front and the back end of sale. I hate trying to get the meeting and I hate trying to get the money, but I love actually having the meeting right. <laughs> um, because I'll talk for hours on strategy and, 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 mm -hmm. and teaching and educating all the different things. As you can see in this episode, um, I can go for the next six hours if I wanted to. But, um, but yeah, I mean that's, um, but that is what it is, right? I mean, it, it, it's certainly um, because that's what they want. It's not well, it's, educating because, well, hell, let's educate them. It's they have questions, you have answers. When they go to make a decision, who are they going to talk to? They're going to talk right. to the person who's answered their questions who provided value for them. Gary Vaynerchuk wrote a book, um, Jab, 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 Right Hook. And I think I might have talked about this before. Maybe I haven't. I don't know. But whatever. The concept of this book is give, 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 then ask. Gotcha. You've got to give value. You've got to give something. Then you can ask for something in return. But don't be asking for anything until you've actually created value for them. That's right. A good point. Well, I, I've had some clients who say, oh, well, why don't you ask for a retainer? And I kind of come back for, why would I ask you for money when you don't know what I can do for you? Right. You know, that's why, you know, when I do my thing, you know, I have, I have a first meeting with them. Uh, and I guess this is a good, this is a marketing thing. This is the value that I add. I basically show them, hey, here, here's a basic floor plan of what I would do for you. Mm -hmm. You know, to show you that I know what I'm talking about. Right, right. I have skills here, but I'm not even charging you for this. And I'm not asking you for a retainer, but this is what I can do. Because there right. are architects out there who say, oh, I need a $2,000 retainer just to get things going. I need, you know, this, this, and this. I can understand bigger firms, how, how some of that can happen. And probably on some scales of projects, how that might be more, you know, 
relevant, I said, re- yeah, relevant yeah, to yeah. have. But once you kind of, you know, kind of pull the, you know, pull the curtains back of saying, you know, hey, here's what I can do. Right. You know, let's do this. And you've already given them that trust that, okay, he does know what he's doing. Hey, he listened to me on the, the pieces right. that I need. Oh, yeah, hey, there's some massaging here, you know, that we need to do. And as long as, you know, once again, I'm meeting expectations of saying, hey, you know, this is a first draft. You know, we're going to have many more meetings where we can move things around and massage and, you know, you know until we get the final draft. That sets them at ease. Right. You know, because it, right. is, it is something that I think anytime we hire someone else, you know, when I hired, you know, the guys to, you know, pour the concrete in my backyard, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, oh, well, how do you do it? How do you set those forms? How do you do this? How do you finish that? And, you know, the guys were nice enough, you know, you know, let me watch and, you know, let me try to finish things. And I really screwed it up. But, uh, you know, <laughs> fortunately, they didn't charge me to fix what I did. But, but you, you know, know what? But that's a good point. I'm actually glad that you said that because, you know, I, I've always had this conversation with, with real estate agents is I have I have – always encourage real estate agents to support those who are doing a for sale by owner. Now, most real estate agents turn around and look at me and go, are you actually mental? Do you not understand how our business works? Do you not understand how I make money? You know, I don't make money from that, that person selling the home on their own. Well, do you realize that 80 to 90% of people who start as a FISBO for sale by owner end up going with a realtor in the end because they don't understand the process. Right. There's too many moving pieces. So they end up hiring somebody. So think about that for just a second. If someone is going to start as a for sale by owner, but they are eventually going to be moving over and most, hiring a real estate likely, agent, right. if you have provided assistance to them, who do you think they're going to hire? Once again, you have shown them value. You've created value. Right. Exactly. And 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 also, I think another piece of this that's very important is is I've never said create an ad that's going to win awards. You know, we talked, we kind of we right. alluded to that earlier. Is I'm not saying when you create these ads and you're adding value that you pay attention to or think that one of the most important things in all of this is having this award winning spot that is the most entertaining that works on the Super Bowl and this and that and the other. That's not necessarily the definition of creating value. That's not to say that having those spots wouldn't create create value. value. Correct. We have done through the years, many different spots. I mean, you, you on the wall up here, I mean, you can see awards and behind me, you can see awards that we've won where we've created value for the audience of our particular client. But that's not to say that you have to have an award or win an award or create this spectacular high budget production to be able to create value because quite frankly, many, many, many times my recommendation, the clients that come to me is, okay, when we're talking about creating a video uh, to mm-hmm. share, let's say for instance, you're doing a video on the equipment inside of uh, an operating room for a dentist. I would in many cases recommend you record that with your cell phone. Why in the world are you going to pay me? To come out and do a production because there's a price that has to be <laughs> right. charged. There, there's hours, I mean, there, there's, there's it's not the cheapest thing yeah. in the world to do, right? So why why spend your budgeting dollars on that? Spend your budget on the buy and do that. Perfection is the abs. Perfection cripples advertising. There are so mean? many companies out there who. Tr- I've had conversations with clients. Where the, the, the 
it was literally said, should we move the title like an eighth of an inch to the right? Are you freaking <laughs> kidding me? Move the title an eighth of an inch to the right. There was this, and I think, again, this is these old agencies. It's that old Madison Avenue mentality where that little itty-bitty details, there's all this subliminal stuff on placement of text and font and colors and all. Okay, yes, there is two degrees. There right. is an there's element com- there's of... Composition. There's composition. There, yeah, a, a composition right. layout. But, yes, there is an element of sublimation. I mean, you know, certain tones yes. evoke certain emotions. Right. Certain placements on certain things create. But it's a lot more common sense than, than right. I think advertisers, you know, try to play it off to be. But regardless. Um, so it it's, it's that I have to be that picky, that particular. I've got to get down to eighth of an inch placement on a... A billboard. Come on now. I gotcha. Come on. Now we're just playing around and being silly with all of this stuff, right? Get the damn thing out. It's going to produce results. But if we sit here and fiddle fart around for the next six right. days deciding whether or not it's an eighth of an inch to the left or an eighth of an inch to the right, oh. we're going to waste so much money and time and we're going to lose so much oh. potential revenue because we're not doing anything. I've had the same thing happen to me with floor plans. Sure. Hey, Scott, could you just move that reception desk two inches? Oh, is it, I just want to see how that looks. It's like, seriously? <laughs> Seriously. It looks the exact same. It looks the exact same. And if you have a client who comes in here and says, man, I wish those tables just moved over two damn inches. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, it becomes that idea of, you know, once again, you're just going in a circle with all this instead of just getting the thing done and going. Right. Not to be said that you don't pay attention to detail. Sure. Not to be said that you don't do a good job. Right. Not saying that at all to just throw something schmuck up and, and go. Not saying that at all. Not saying to do your best because you never know what you know what drawings might get you what. Right. You well, know? you know what this 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 actual show is a prime example of that, right? So, if you look at many of the web programs that exist out there today, they're starting to move in the direction of being 4K. Now we've gone even beyond 4K, but um, they're they're high end productions that take high end cameras mm-hmm. to produce and high end equipment to produce and, and this and and, and that. Um, until this switchover, we were using a camera that would produce 4K. Uh, I think I was streaming 1080. I don't think I ever, or, or I think we were streaming in 1080. Yeah. Uh, regardless, we were doing full HD, not 4K. I certainly wasn't streaming 4K um, or uploading 4K, I should say. So, um, but 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 the point being is what we're what I'm doing here with this program is instead of investing in you know, ten and fifteen and twenty thousand dollar cameras. I'm being smarter about my investment, and I'm saying, okay, well, if I get a camera that can just shoot full HD, I don't need 4K. Right. I can get more cameras and create more relevance because at the end of the day, most people are watching this on mobile anyway. And you watch this on mobile, you're not going to be able to tell the difference. This is shot in 1080. It's going to be streamed right. in 1080, right? So I don't need 4K, um, but. What that means is my stuff's going to load quicker than everybody else. <laughs> <It's> quite <laughs> frankly, is what that means. And now I'm able to invest in 
add dollars right. or I'm in, able to invest in other things. We have higher quality audio than more people than most people have. We have actually have condenser microphones with an actual board sitting here that most people don't have on these web shows, right? Um, they'll use you know, like shotgun mics on top of their camera and the hot shoe mount, right? To be able to mm-hmm. just get the audio from the, so, so it's, it's again, it's being smart about where you put your money being relevant. And, right. and again, adding value, does that 4k actually add value or is it the content in which I produce that creates right. value? Right. Exactly. Does that make sense? Well, and, and once again, that's, that's more on the, you know, the, down in the dirt working side than the, ooh, hey, look at me. I have, you know, the 4K, right you know, imagery. I have the 4K. And if I was a perfectionist, all I could accept would be 4K. Right, exactly. That's all I could do, right? right? Because it can't be anything else because, you know, it's, it's beneath my standards. Right, right. Type of thing. Whereas the job is, is to get the message out there. Right. You know, just start moving. Right, right. And that's and that's the bottom and we talked about that from day one oh, yeah. with this episode. Is we started on on I mean absolutely no budget whatsoever. It was every bit of the equipment we had is what I had laying around in my house. Um and and we started in and we still are right now in the garage. <laughs> that may be changing very, very soon. But but still, even today we're we're still in my garage. Because at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I could sit around here and wait to provide all of this content and this information and this value to my audience until you know we get an office and we get the space and we actually build an actual studio and this kind of stuff. Or I could just start giving the value. Or I could just start right. adding value. You know, you I could just start, start giving the value. content. Exactly. Right? So that, and I guess that's kind of my thing is if you sit around and you wait on perfection, you're crippling your, your efforts. Well, um, so just it's movement creates movement. movement. Just get moving. Get, get doing something. Start, start, right? Because if you right. just sit around and wait for everything to be well, perfect, you're, you're, you're going to be sitting around for right. a little while. The journey right? of a thousand miles <laughs> begins with just one step. Ooh, I know. I, I had to say it. You. had to throw it in there. Look at you. All right. So the last thing I want to talk about is, is within what is advertising as far as our, my industry in what is practice, right. right? What is marketing and advertising? And and I've mentioned it a couple times, but I think it's it's a point to certainly reiterate and expound on a little bit, is advertising is nothing but attention, right? Oh. It is it is the attention industry. Our responsibility as advertisers, whether that is you as a business owner, me as an advertising agency, our responsibility as advertisers is to gain <laughs> the attention of our audience so that they pay attention to what it is that we're trying to say. Right. Right. So one of the things, and I, and I actually, when I first got into the advertising industry, um, 10, 11, 12 years ago, whenever it was, um, I was saying this back then and I'm still saying it today. It's completely relevant today as it was then is you are in competition with a whole lot more than just your competitors. And I think too many businesses, they they're good at identifying who their competitors are. So they look at their competitors, they see what their competitors are doing and they try to either mold what they're doing to be better than them or whatever the case is. But what they don't understand is advertising is about attention, which means that you're in competition with a whole lot more than your competitors. You are in competition with old spice, with Walmart, 
with Nike, with all of these brands that have hundreds of millions of dollars in advertising budget, you're in competition with all of them because they're trying to get the attention of your audience right. as well. Because guess what? Two seconds is two seconds. That's right. No one has, everyone has the same two seconds, six yeah. seconds, whatever. There's nothing that anyone has. And that's one of the things you've been talking about too. Yeah. The great, the great equalizer. It's there the great, e- and I think that was our last episode. I think we talked right. about that. Is the great equalizer is time. No one has more than twenty four right. hours in a day. What it comes down to is what you do with it. You don't have to have the largest budget. You just have to use the budget you have more effectively than those that you're right. competing against. Right. So when you think about it from the standpoint of attention and trying to get one's attention, um, that's where small businesses, I believe to my core, actually have an advantage over big, large corporations with massive budgets. Because when you get into that level of budget, again, number one, you've got an ad agency that's probably managing all of that. So now you're thinking, now understand who and how your competition is thinking or those particular companies are thinking. If they're thinking from the agency mindset, they're thinking GRPs, they're thinking spreadsheets, they're thinking um, top level. They're not getting down into the weeds. They can't get down that small. There's too much red tape. There's too much bureaucracy. When you get at that level and at that size, there's so many levels of approval and this and that and the other. So I think that's where small businesses have the advantage. They're much more nimble. They're, they can be much quicker. They can bend well, and turn and, and, and react and adapt much quicker than a larger corporation can. Well, and I was going to say, going back to your point of, hey, you know what? You really being a smaller business, you might also have several smaller uh, you know, focus groups or focus areas that you can really nail down on. When there's right. bigger and bigger company, you're doing more and more of a shotgun approach because, right. you know, I need more of this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, you're right on the money. I mean, that's exactly that's exactly what we've been saying is is you you absolutely want to do a sniper approach on all your advertising and I think that small businesses have the advantage. Mm-hmm. They actually have the upper hand. The trick is you've got to be smarter. And that's where and a lot um, businesses, more common sense, too. They do. Right. Common sense. They've got to be conversational. Mm-hmm. They've got to consider adding value, not just providing information. They've got to give, not just ask. Um, there's all these things that we've been talking about that big corporations with $100 million budgets, they – and I've worked with those companies. I've done marketing for those companies before. The bureaucracy that's involved in getting anything out – is unbelievable. It takes so long to react and adapt. Um, And then it's so generic. They just don't think practitioner-wise. They think advertising-wise. Because more times than not, it's an agency that's running it. So, So I think small businesses should be encouraged. I don't think that they should be discouraged by those large budgets and, and, and be intimidated or think that they're done and lock up their doors. They just need to be the smartest person in the room. And that's not academically the smartest person in the room. That's more times than not just common sense. Common sense. It's conversation. And you know what? If you're already working and you're already seeing some success, you know that you can do this. That's right. You know? That's right. You know that you can do this. It's just, once again, taking one more step, two more steps. Right. 
and seeing, hey, how can I better this? How can I grow? How can I evolve? How can I market myself better? You know, and just, I mean, that word just keeps coming up, that word of value. Yeah. Because that is what's going to make someone choose someone over someone else. What is, what is that value? What, what do you do better than this person doesn't, you know? And if you're not doing something well, you need to focus on that. How do you get out of whatever rut you're in of not doing that well? Yeah. And, and, and I think if, if businesses would think like that, specifically small businesses, Mm -hmm. small to medium sized businesses. And again, I'm talking to those, look, once you get to like 10, 15, 20, $30,000 a month, you start going to a little bit different level. And there's, I'm, I'm really, this conversation is a lot more geared. It's relevant for any level, right? It really is. But it it is geared to those that are spending, you know, 20,000 or less on advertising. Even those that are down, um, per year, spending twelve thousand, ten thousand a year, uh, where it's you know a thousand dollars a month or less on advertising, and and I think probably even more relevant those that are spending under a thousand dollars that can't even afford to bring an agency, you know, like my company in. I mean, you couldn't even afford to bring us in if if, if all you've got is five hundred dollars a month. <laughs> I mean, you've got to be very very smart with right. that five hundred dollars, right? Um, because you want to be able to increase that budget. To be able to do that, you've got to be very smart about how you spend that. Again, making sure that you are getting the the highest ROI you can possibly get on what mm-hmm. it is that you do, which means that, again, understanding attention can be purchased anywhere. Yes, you can buy TV ads, and yes, you will get attention. TV still works today. Radio still works. Billboards still work. All of these things, they still work today. And, and you will never hear me until they don't work. You're not going right. to hear me say that they don't work. They do work. But the question is not whether or not you can get attention. The answer is always yes to that. The right. question is, where's the most effective use of my dollars where I can get the most attention for my limited budget? Right. And that's what you have to get focused on. You need to either... Uh, partner with a marketing company that can do that, or you've got to think about that on your own and you've got to figure out, okay, a B test stuff, right? Test things in different mediums, whether that's again, whether you're doing video on YouTube, whether you're doing video on TV, whether you're doing the written blog or your website, or you're just doing posts on social media, whatever it is, right? Is find what's going to produce the highest ROI create the highest level of value, be more conversational in tone and contextual to the individual that you're trying to talk to. And I think that's where you're going to end up seeing the most results. Right? Cheers. I like it. I like it. That worked well. I like marketing, man. I tell you, I can, I can go, I can go for a few days on marketing. This, this could end up being a six hour episode if we allowed it, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Not enough. Do we have six hours of scotch? I don't, we don't have just six hours of scotch. Grab the cigars. Let's, let's start. You want to start the cigars? I'm get All right. Cigar. I'll start the cigars. Let's go grab one. Yeah. I, you know, I, and, and, I don't know, man. I tell you what. I think, I think businesses, what do we got here today? What is this? We have the uh, Rocket Patel Latte. The Java. The Java, thank you. The jo- well, it is latte, actually. Java Robusto yeah. latte. Yeah. <coughs> nice. Nice. 
And and you know I think um, you know again oh, yeah. if 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 that's okay. So, so I think if you <coughs> if businesses would just remove that that glorification that oh this is pull back the this curtain. is marketing right pull back it, the curtain. pull back the curtain on what marketing actually is what advertising actually is um, I'm, that's not to say that everybody can do marketing. That's not to say that everybody can well, do advertising. It does take a skill. We are trained. We are professionals. Mm-hmm. We do go through. But there are so many things that businesses can do that they don't have to pay a marketing company to do. And I and I guess that's one of the reasons that I like talking to you so much is because you figured that out. I don't even know that you realized you figured that out. And that, I think that's a funny thing. I'm kind of realizing that I didn't really know what right. I was doing. But just hopefully just using common sense, <coughs> you know, you, you can figure some of this stuff out. Right. You know? Right. Well, it's, it's, it's come at it with the right mindset, right? If you think about it from the standpoint of being conversational, if you think about it from the standpoint of being contextual mm-hmm. and speaking to a specific person, give that person a name, that well, persona a name, I think then you just automatically become more relevant. Right. You just automatically start adding more value. And how many times have we talked about this? I mean, anything nowadays has to be somewhat relational. You know, it has to be somewhat. <laughs> I think that was the best one you've ever done, my friend. That was that was, nice. that was uh, that you know work. But uh, I mean, it, it is about that relation. You know, when at the end of the day, when you are providing a service for someone else, you are talking to a human being on that other side. You are talking. You know, yes, can I do a project that where I, I'm doing one now where the guy is out of state and all that? But it's difficult because you're not there. Right. You're not talking. You're not, you know, seeing all that. If you can kind of start bringing that down into your marketing where, you, you know, you already set that, hey, you know, come on over to my office attitude, you know, you're going to be way ahead of everyone else. Well, and I think also even even and you take that even a step further and say, yes, it's abs. And I could not agree with you more. It is absolutely the mentality of come over to my office. Let's sit down and talk face to face. But, you know, what? we can do that on a ma- through marketing, specifically with digital marketing oh. um, and coupled even with traditional. If you do traditional, you still want to do TV and billboard and newspaper and, and, and that kind of stuff. You can couple that with digital because digital allows you to do that at mass. Oh, exactly. Right? Exactly. So you're not stuck to only having to do that one-to-one. You can still have that one-on-one mentality and thought process. And digital now allows us to produce marketing and advertising to support that where we haven't had that um, through the years through just traditional. You couldn't couldn't afford that through traditional. Exactly. You have to be doing like 27 ads, you know, and then everyone would be like, what is this guy doing? You know, well, specifically, you have to buy the airtime for 27 well, exactly, ads. Exactly. Where today you do 27 ads, so there's the production that's up front, but now the production is so less expensive than what it used to be. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, so many the... people. I, I I love talking to the clients oh. where they say, "Oh, the TV spot that's going to cost me what? That's probably like twenty thousand dollars in production. It used to be, yeah. <laughs> but you can get TV. I mean, literally, you can produce a TV spot for under a thousand dollars today. I mean, literally." Uh, well under a thousand dollars in some cases half of that uh, depending on what the spot is so it, it it's it's a it is truly a a let's say a different world um, digital has created an environment that allows small businesses 
to be so much more relevant. Yeah, well, and, it's just and a diff- it's a different paradigm. Yeah, you know, it's just a different paradigm. You know, it's just a different way that we can do things now and get a similar result. Yeah. What are you going to do differently after our conversation tonight than you did coming in? You know, I've... Oh, that's a crappy question. That is a really crappy question. <laughs> that's nothing like nothing like putting up your guest on the spot, man. Nice oh, job. I love it. Isn't, isn't that like kind of like, you know, interviewing 101, you know... You know, probably from here on out, it's just, you know, keep, keep on looking at what I'm doing and not be afraid to change, you know? Mm. I, I think that's, that's going to be, that's the biggest thing is just not being afraid to make that change, which is, I mean, once again, has been some of the things that have held me back is, you know, that, that fear of changing, right. you know? But uh, because, and once again, I don't know, will this, all, will this, you know, way that I'm doing things always work? Is, are there going to be other things that I need to start looking at as far as greater than just, you know, broker, contractor, equipment supplier, you know? No, yes. Things? Yes. The answers are no and yes. No, um, you cannot keep doing the same thing. And right. are there going to be new things? Yes, yes absolutely. There, there Always will be. will be. Yeah. You know, what, what role does, you know, social media really have for me? Because one, once again, I don't want to have... You know, in my business, in the way I do things, do I want, I don't really want to have people who are doing, you know, custom residential homes giving me a call because I don't do those. Right. You know, so that's why, you know, this marketing idea says, you know, is, hey, I need to know who my clients are. Is there a different client I want to go to? You know, I I happen to be doing two or three physical therapist offices right now. Really? I didn't know that. And although that, well, and, and, and although they're not, you know, they're not of that same how can I say it, price point as a dental office due mm-hmm. to equipment and, you know, all the sure. extra different stuff, ball plumbing, equipment, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that has to do. They're still fun. Right. You know, they're still relevant and all that. Do I get back into restaurants again? You know, I don't know. You know, that's one of the things. Always have to be open. Always have to well, be and, able and to react and adapt, right? And, and that's why, you know, I say, especially, you know, for a lot of this, I, there are very few jobs that I have turned away. You know, because, hey, I'll try it. I'll, you know, see what happens. You know, I was, I actually had a chance to do one of the uh, surgical centers, you know, and just when I started looking at, you know, all of the red tape from county and city and all that type of stuff, health department, I was like, uh, yeah, no. You right, know, right. You know, you need to get someone who's done this more. I would, I don't want to learn on your job. But you know what? I think I actually got one of my, there was another physical there. No, it was the uh, dispensary that came after that because oh, the guy yeah, said, yeah, yeah. "Hey, yeah, you know yeah. what? This guy, great guy. He told me he couldn't do this because he didn't know about all this other stuff. But yeah, give him a call. See what he's going. He was a nice guy. You right. know, he was truthful with me. He was, you know, whatever. So, well, I'll tell you that architecture is a space that that actually does excite me quite a bit because there is so much. So much content and so much opportunity for you. And really that, and it's not just architecture, it's really a lot of service providers. I always get excited with B2B. Most agencies avoid B2B for some reason. I don't know why. What do you mean why. B2B? Uh, business to business. Business to business. So yeah, okay. so marketing to other businesses and trying to get business. I actually really enjoy B2B marketing. I, I actually have done probably quite Honestly, if, if I were to really, really go back and look, I've probably done more B2B than I've done B2, 
B2C. I say that hesitantly, but that might be the, the case, as I might actually have done more before. But uh, regardless, either way, B2B is a really fun space. And today it plays perfectly to this contextual delivery that we keep talking mm-hmm. about. It's this this concept of creating content and adding value. Um, that just plays perfect into B2B oh, marketing yeah. because businesses are um, always searching for ways to improve. And that right. gives us the opportunity to provide them that information that they're looking for. And if we look at it from the standpoint of adding value, not trying to sell them, be the show, not the commercial, exactly. then you can really get into making making well making and, a real and once difference. again it goes into you know hey get get those mini partnerships you know once again i don't ever think networking groups work but networking works does that make sense it does you know actually that that's a whole private other episode but that's true it I, is and so i will true. tell you i've tried it i've yeah. we've tried the networking groups where we had you know one person from each one of the little disciplines and we tried to sell ourselves and it just blew up in our faces just because we were so there was there was no room well everybody's right. there to <laughs> to get business Everyone's not to, to give get, it right right. <laughs> right those groups are they're fun um very different than business groups networking groups are very different than business groups but right. again that's a whole other episode um it's a good talk it was a good talk yeah open up some other episodes for us too i like that i like i like this setup I this I setup. Think I like I think, this better. I I think this is. Uh, I like this a lot more. Once again, and don't laugh at me. But it's more relationship. It Rela- is. It's, it's more relational. Yeah. You know, it's not the kind of interviewer interviewee or. Yeah. You know, hey, I'm behind my desk and you're you're the schmo sitting on the side. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> not that I created that environment <laughs> or anything. Um, <clears throat> no, but I mean, it's it's just that hey, it's it's just going to be the nice. Uh, you know, I don't know roundtable chat. I don't know what what what, yeah, what else no, to do. Absolutely. It's just it's just a nice little kind of free flowing think tank of ideas. You know, I like it, my friend. Let's get out of here. Sounds good to me. Don't forget the scar. (laughs) That's the most important part, right? Oh, wait. Oh, well, well, you know the second part of the scotch. I'm going to have to grab my chair here now.